Support for WVIK comes from Kathleen Collins at the Dragonfly in Bettendorf. Using both conventional and alternative counseling methods for empowerment to help create change for individuals and couples. More information is at KathleenCollinsCounseling.com. This is Carolyn Martin talking art today with Danielle Mulholland, who is the I-74 Bridge Project Manager for the Iowa DOT, and also with Diane Campioni, Design Manager for Alfred Benish & Company, the Chicago-based design team consultant for the new I-74 Bridge. Welcome, Danielle and Diane. Thank you. We've had a lot of logistical stories, reviewing detours and road closings, but I think it's it's a good time to talk about the design and what we are going to see when the bridge is completed. It's been described as a basket-handle, true-arch, twin bridge. So what does that mean exactly? A true-arch bridge is where the deck isn't carried on top of an arch. That's your traditional arch. It's actually supported from the deck from tension rods. And there's a arch itself becomes your structural element, and it brings that load down into the ground. So it's anchored into the earth into, itself. Into, anchored into the earth itself, yes, mm-hmm. yes. And in contrast, the older bridge is a suspension style. Yes. I think when people first see the bridge, they're going to be amazed by the immensity of it. And after all, these are two separate bridges that we're building. Um, and the current one is two, two separate bridges. And I have lived in this community for over 20 years, and I tend to think of it as a single bridge. But actually, it's two separate bridges. The new one will be two also, but quite a bit wider. Yes. There would be how many more traffic lanes on this bridge? Uh, the, the new bridge will have four lanes um, eastbound and four lanes westbound, as well as full, full width shoulders. So it'll be more than twice as wide. Um, each structure will be then what, what's out there today. Yeah, so that's that's a huge difference. So four lanes going east, four lanes going west, two turnout lanes on either side. So essentially six lanes wide yeah, on yes. each bridge. Yes. And then it will be markedly taller, too. So approximately 83 feet, I think I read, t- taller. Correct. Than the, the-, the arch structure would be approximately 83 feet taller than the existing towers, on the on the bridge today that support the suspension cables. Mm-hmm. So this is a massive structure, and I think will probably really create quite an impact when you see it and when you drive over it. Yeah, and I think people are going to be less afraid of driving on this bridge mm-hmm. now because I understand there's there's people within Bettendorf and Moline that will go around I seventy four bridge. <laughs> they will not drive I hope on not. the. I- well, no, on the existing one. They uh-huh. don't drive on the existing bridge because there is no shoulders, and the lanes are no, – They're narrow. They're very narrow. Yeah, and they're going to have so many more ways of traveling over it, too. There's yes. going to be a beautiful bicycle and pedestrian pathway. Yes. Uh, describe that to us. Well, it's going to be on the west side of the eastbound bridge, um, so you'll be able to take in these beautiful sunsets. Mm-hmm. So looking down towards Davenport and Rock Island. Yes, and it'll be 14 feet wide. And then in the center will be what we've called this overlook, uh, which will protrude out about 20 feet. And it's more of a an oval shape. Um, and in the center will be this um, glass oculus. Um, so you'll be able to look down and actually see the Mississippi River flowing down below you. And we've also, we'll be integrating colored concrete into this overlook. 
uh, to the, the pavement itself, if you want to call it. Um, there will be areas of benches for the people to sit and just reflect. Um, and then throughout the project, we do have these aesthetic elements called identity elements that sort of anchor each end of um, Davenport, Bettendorf, and Moline, and we also introduce some of these identity elements onto the Overlook, too, so just to keep that aesthetic theme going through. Mm-hmm. So describe what's an identity element. Well, it's just a, um, it's a st- structure, but it's more of a sculpture in a way, and it's, I forgot how tall, these are really tall, maybe 60 feet, 80 feet tall. And they're they're massive. They're massive, but they're but they're light looking because we've um, used I believe we're using anodized aluminum, and they're they're going to have gravings if you want to call it, with backlight. Mm-hmm. So these will be lit. Great. Uh, and each city or town will have their own theme if you want to call it. So you know that when as you approach, ah, I'm in Davenport or I'm in Bettendorf or Moline. You'll be able to tell. You'll be able to tell. Yeah. Yeah. And there'll be a way, easy way to access the bridge uh, for those who need assistance or who just simply want a shorter access. There'll be an elevator to the pathway. Yes, we call it the letdown structure. Um, and it's going to house two elevators, and it's off of Leech Park. Um, so on the Bettendorf, Iowa side. Bettendorf, Iowa side. And the um, aesthetic um, facade almost mimics the new cone facility in Moline. Oh, it's a glass structure. Yes. So you'll be able to actually, when you're going up the elevator, you can look out and be able to see views coming up or down. Right. That building is beautiful. I think that's just been a tremendous addition to our waterfront. So yeah. um, how will the bridge be lit? We have spotlights. Um, the bridge itself has these large cross beams to help support the deck. And so at the end of the cross beams will be these spotlights, which will be tilted similar to the 15-degree angle of the arch. And so you'll be able to visually see the ribs of the arch and the arch itself yeah. um, lit up. And it, it's color-changing. Oh, it is? Yes, I it is. That. Yeah, it is. So during Christmas time, it huh. could be red and green. But it's going to be controlled by um, Moline and Bettendorf. The controller itself is housed on Bettendorf's side. And then in addition to the bridge being lit, uh, we also are lighting the, what we're calling the reflection piers, uh, which are these sort of wide, intertwined shaped piers. Uh, that are underneath the bridge that support yeah, it? Yeah, you know, we, you have the truss itself, which is 800 feet, and then on each end of the truss are these approach spans in the river. Um, and those we brought in the aesthetic element of these sort of Y-shape or reflection piers. Mm-hmm. And those and will be lit, too. There's just so many There's so many aspects to this design. So the Y-shaped piers were designed specifically as an image for the Mississippi River itself. Yeah, um, in a, yeah, in a way, because um, the theme that they developed during Phase 1 or preliminary engineering was reflection. And when you look down, you know, if you were to Google down and look down onto Moline and Bettendorf and look at the contour of the Mississippi River. It sort of looks like two opposite hands holding each other and just mm-hmm. giving that movement of water. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, and the bridge does take an interesting turn at the Quad Cities. You know, it runs east to west yes. rather than north, north to south. south. Yes, yes. And that was sort of... <laughs> when we got involved in this design, for me, it was like, 
oh, God, I got to rethink my <laughs> direction. Because uh-huh. you know? <laughs> it is. You're so used to a certain direction. And- yeah. Well, River does have so many tributaries, and I th- thought the idea of two intertwined hands describing the river is, is really beautiful. Yeah. And it's also to reflect the joining of the communities across mm-hmm. the river. Yeah. Um, because this is a joint effort between Iowa DOT and Illinois DOT. Right, Danielle, you work for the Iowa DOT. How has that been coordinating the project? It's definitely a, a unique experience uh, when you're working on a border bridge to coordinate not only with you know, the other state, but also the other communities across uh, in Illinois. So we have to you know, have a heavy focus on um, continuity between the two states. Uh, and I think that's very important for the project. And that's also a, a big um, priority for the aesthetic design to make sure that it's continuous throughout the corridor. I know initially when they um, solicited some public input, the public said they really wanted a landmark structure. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like this is going to fulfill that goal very, very well. Yeah. And the other thing they wanted to was to be able to cross the river via foot or bicycle. So it was very critical to try to integrate that multi-use path into this river bridge, which is, uh, I think people are just going to, it's going to get a lot of use. Mm -hmm. I I think so too. And times have changed so much. The first suspension bridge was, I was surprised to hear, um, built in 1935. So 85 years ago. Uh, And our lifestyles were very different at that point. You know, having a pedestrian walkway probably wouldn't even have entered their consciousness in terms of bridge design at that point. That's right. <laughs> but uh, but now it's it's really important, and I'm so happy that that's, that that's the case. Yeah. I think, um, you know, when you think about bridge design, I know, um, especially Danielle, because you're working with the IODOT, you're thinking about the functional aspects of it. How much traffic does it need to carry, that, that type of thing, making sure you plan for flow. But aesthetics really is a an important part of that bridge design too. You you can't just build a functional bridge. You, I, good, perfect bridge design also encompasses um, beautiful style. Right. It's a it's a like you said an iconic structure. That's what the communities wanted, and it's something that's going to be around for you know the next hundred years. So it's very important um, as far as functionality as well as. Um, the way that it'll integrate into the riverfront uh, in the area is uh, a big consideration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's very. Uh, I commend both the DOTs for integrating so much aesthetics into the I seventy four corridor. I mean, because a lot of times that's one of the first things that gets cut. You know. <laughs> right. Well, I had read something that there were several designs people were considering, but cost. The cost analysis came very close within like 5% of each other, something like that. So you want to go for the best, most beautiful design. And I think this is going to be spectacular. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to see that. I read this um, statement that engineering is an art, not a science, because engineers create things rather than discover them. What is your response to that? Yeah, because we don't really discover. Right. It's, it's, it's using you- the resources you have present right. and taking that and taking advantage of opportunities to create something that right. will fit within that environment. Mm-hmm. I think I'll think about engineers in a different way from here on out, perhaps. And I think you're, you're getting more into, you know, the engineering, trying to integrate the more of the aesthetic value into 
a bridge and not just make it functional. I mean, we still need to make it functional. We Like this bridge is designed to last 100 years. I mean, right. but you have to also, it's going to be there for 100 years, so you want it to look good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Right, making decisions about design and design alternatives is an artistic process. Yes, it is. In and of itself. Yes. So I hope this bridge is around 100 years. Our current one has been here approximately 85. 100 years is a very long time. That means your great-grandchildren will probably see the bridge and hopefully know that you worked very hard on the and project. We're, we're introducing a lot of good elements into this bridge to make it last 100 years. Yep. You know, We have stainless steel and the reinforcement decks, and we're um, doing a lot of things to protect it. Well, thank you so much for making our community more beautiful. For people who want to see pictures, you can click on wvik.org, and there will be a link there. Or check out this website, i74riverbridge.com. This has been Carolyn Martin, Talking Art in the Quad Cities for WVIK. Music is provided by a Quad City legend, the late Ellis Cal. Thank you.